Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Azeroth Times, the podcast where I tell you what I find in-game and what's going on. Welcome back. If this is your first episode, welcome to Azeroth Times. I want to talk about some stuff that's going on in WoW. First thing, there is photoshops of Henry Cavill as Arthas in the, for the movie. Now there's photoshops of Henry Cavill uh, as Paladin Arthas Menethil. There's photoshop pictures of Henry Cavill as the Lich King. And I've seen some of them and they look pretty cool. So uh, there's been people voicing that, you know, that's what they want. There's even been some people from World of Warcraft that's been saying that looks pretty cool. There's been a lot of changes to World of Warcraft on pre-patch and everything else. If you've been listening to other podcasts, you already know that they have put off the release of Shadowlands until later. They have not announced when yet. But the Shadowlands patch is going to be on October 13th and 14th. There's been class hotfixes going on and everything else, but I'm not going to get all of that because apparently they've been doing a lot of it and I'm not going to get into all that because what happens today might change tomorrow. But also, if you're playing the beta, there's a temporary XP beta boost in the meantime. So if you're playing the beta, you'll probably see a big increase on how fast you're leveling. And also, the weekly cooldown on conduits will be changed to his new system in Shadowlands. I'm going to read a uh, post that a community manager, Kavax, put. As we continue to work towards making Shadowlands worth the wait, we have an update on several changes and improvements players can expect to see coming to the beta over the next few weeks. So, the Maw. The Maw is intended to be the desolate and brutal domain of the Jailer, and not a place any soul in the Warcraft cosmos ever hopes to visit. But this is, after all, a video game, and telling that story can't come at the expense of creating a fun environment for adventurers. We've heard feedback that this content is currently falling short of that mark, and we agree. We're working to increase visual distinction and combat gameplay variety across the different areas of the mall, as well as exploring adding new localized events and world interactions. We also want to give players who journey to the mall a bit more direction while still preserving the sandbox roots of mall gameplay. Players will venture to the mall weekly to rescue souls to aid in restoring their covenants and the mysterious broker, Venari, offers a range of cosmetic, convenience, and power rewards in exchange for Stygia. The, those goals need to be more immediately apparent early on. 
We'll share more info about specific updates when these changes are ready for beta testing and feedback. Conduits. We've also received a lot of feedback about the conduit system. Many of you have expressed concerns that the current system will unreasonably limit experimentation and multi-spec play early in the expansion. While the existing weekly cooldown may provide sufficient flexibility once players have all three soul binds fully unlocked, we agree that it is initially too limiting. A single weekly reset also fails to draw any distinction between someone who only wants to adjust a single conduit and someone who wants to clear and rebuild their entire soulbind tree. In an upcoming build, we will be replacing the weekly cooldown on changing conduits with a more flexible system. When first unlocked, the Forge of Bonds will be charged with 10 conduit energy, and placing a conduit into a socket will consume a single charge. Conduit energy recharges at the rate of 1 per day, up to a cap of 10, and adding a new conduit to your collection immediately restores one conduit energy as well. Our goal with this change is to ensure that, especially when players are acquiring new conduits and only have access to a small number of soulbinds and conduit slots, all players feel free to try out new upgrades and to adjust their soulbinds to support multiple specializations or activities. After an initial collection period for a given character, 7 plus swaps per week should allow for more adaptation to suit specific roles or activities while still requiring thoughtful decisions about how to customize each soulbind for your playstyle preference. Class and Covenant Balance Tuning has been underway over the past couple of weeks, but much work remains. Our initial tuning efforts have focused on Covenant class abilities that were outliers on either end of the spectrum, including sub-substantial redesigns where necessary. The coming weeks will see continued iteration on these abilities, as well as the soulbinds that complement them. Balance in this area means pursuing a mix of offsetting strengths and weaknesses rather than identical capabilities, and our goal in this process is that every class slash covenant combination should have something to commend it. Alongside these special areas of focus, we are also using this time to tune various in-game rewards, fix bugs, thousands of which will continue to come from the in-game bug report tool, thank you, and add the finishing touches that will hopefully make your journey to Shadowlands a magical one when the time comes. Thank you very much for all of your testing and feedback. So a quick summary of that is the Maw, Blizzard agrees with the general feedback that the Maw is missing the mark in regards to being in dangerous zone and are working on improving that, so that's good. Conduits, now Blizzard agrees on this one that conduits feel very in inflexible right now. The weekly cooldown is being replaced by a system called Conduit Energy. Now Conduit Energy charges at a rate of 1 per day, can stack up to 10, and socketing a new conduit uses 1 conduit energy charge. And then Class and Covenant Balance. Not much has been said about this besides the fact that Class and Covenant Balancing will continue through the month. So, And we also heard that in Patch 9.0.1, the PTR Class Change Hotfixes for October 9th, Frost DK nerfed, Feral Druid, and Fire Mage has been buffed. And also, if you're a Death Knight and you like... Uh, swapping your weapons around, then 
There's a new Death Knight spell off balance which restricts weapon swapping to abuse runeforge bonuses. Off balance a new spell found in the week's beta build which leaves Death Knights unable to benefit from runeforge enchants for a short time after swapping weapons in order to restrict juggling multiple runeforge enchantments. And also, Blizzard added an option to disable experience gains in Shadowlands Chromie Time. And also, a hotfix, players can now loot Spires of Iraq treasures. So quit set of hotfixes today, Blizzard has fixed the issue preventing some players from looting treasures in Spires of Iraq. And now for this week's story. How to play ranged DPS in Shadowlands, class strengths and recommendations. I'm going to talk about Balanced Druids first. Uh, this one is all about controlling the sun and the moon to do damage from range with nature and arcane spell schools. You are in a higher form and gain bonus damage by being in moon conform. So if you see a moon can run around, they're probably a balanced druid. Now they have two damage over time effects. You build a resource called Astral Power with Solar Wrath and Lunar Strike. And then you spend that resource with Starfall on multiple targets or star surge on a single target. You also maintain two damage over time effects which are sunfire and moonfire. You're going to be alternating eclipse states by casting the opposite side eclipse state ability then empower that filler by dumping star surge into that eclipse state. And now I'll move on to Beast Mastery Hunter and how they play in Shadowlands. And now they uh, utilize its ferocious animal companions to ravage foes which fulfills a unique and well-defined class fantasy. So if you're looking for extremely mobile range DPS with tons of utility and a strong class identity then consider giving it a try. Now Beast Mastery if you like to move around is the only range DPS spec that in the game that can do 100% of its damage while moving with no restrictions whatsoever. So you'll see a lot of Beast Mastery Hunters in PvP because they're always moving and always doing their spells. They don't have to worry about stopping. And they can also combine their mobility with incredible spells like Aspect of the Turtle. Beast Mastery Hunters are perfect for doing odd jobs and any sort of mechanical challenges that raids and dungeons might present. Hunters also use Focus as their core resource which for Beast Mastery is used primarily for Cobra Shot and Kill Command to deal damage. The core of your rotation revolves around Barb Shot, which is used to keep Frenzy up on your pet to allow them to do more damage, as well as to lower the cooldown on Bestial Wrath. These spells will make up 90% or more of your rotation, with the remaining spells coming from your various cooldowns and other utility abilities. It is also offers excellent cleave potential through the use of multi-shot to put up beast cleave which allows your pet attacks to cleave multiple enemies at once and now I'll talk about marksman hunters and now this one is the only hunter spec that you have the option of not using a pet it's typically the go-to spec for any player who does not like using or managing pets but still want to play a hunter it's typically referred to as the sniper spec with slower, heavy hitting shots and an extended range. So in Shadowlands, Markmanship has transitioned into a more bursty class, 
having a burst and reload type feeling to its rotation. So at its core, Markmanship uses aim shot to enable precise shots while using abilities such as rapid fire and steady shot to regenerate focus. Our talents such as explosive shot and volley give, give them some burst AOE potential, which is a nice change of pace as compared to BFA. So for the most part though, Markmanship plays very similar to how it currently does in BFA with a minor, few minor tweaks. If you're familiar with Markmanship already, you'll be able to transition very, very easily. And now Arcane Mages. Now in the pre-patch is change Arcane Mages significantly while staying true to the core of the spec's identity. So if you enjoy frequently burst damage and mana management, you might want to try Arcane if you're not. And so if you're Arcane Mage, you know that you're the master of time and space. Because they are able to teleport around the battlefield more than any other mage spec and rewind the flow of time itself faster and more frequently. So mechanically, Arcane has always been the turret of mage specs. High single target burst damage with low mobility. And in the Shadowlands pre-patch, they are getting more frequent burst options despite Arcane power increasing to a 2 minute cooldown, a range of mobility choices and even some cleave potential. These changes smooth the damage profile and provide more viability in in-game content. And they are also one of the most defensive spellcasting classes in the game. If outranging the enemy with Blink and Frost Nova isn't enough for you, try absorbing or negating the damage with any one of the variety of tools like Ice Block, Prismatic Barrier, Greater Invisibility, or Mirror Image, or even ignoring it entirely by resetting the flow of time called Alter Time. And now, Fire Mage. This is actually the class I started playing when I first started. Now, Fire has always been one of the most deadly schools of magic in World of Warcraft. They are, have been known for their offensive focus, their high damage and cleave in the form of Mastery Ignite. So if you're looking for a spec that lets you turn your enemies into bonfires with legs, uh, spreading their flame to other nearby enemies, then uh, Fire Mage is for you. Now, Fire Mage is one of a handful of ranged caster specs in World of Warcraft that focuses on cleave rather than spread damage over time. It is a very high burst playstyle, as most of your damage comes from during your combustion. Outside of cooldowns, the playstyle revolves around its stable flow of generating heating up and then hot streak from critical strikes while Mastery Ignite burns your target for additional fire damage. Now once you have stoked the flames for long enough, Phoenix Flames can be used to spread your fire to nearby foes. So, mages, all mages use mana, but uh, this is just a front since mana is mostly irrelevant. Your real resource as a fire mage is your Hot Streak buff and Phoenix Flames ability. Hot Streak is fuel for the abilities that cause the most damage and Phoenix Flames is used to spread that damage to nearby enemies. Now, Fire Magic isn't a Fire Mage's only tool. Iconic Mage utility spells like Polymorph, Frost Nova, and Blink allows mages of all specs to control and outplay their enemies while their friends burn. Uh, Frost Mage. They're the masters of battlefield control. 
They could force the enemies to assault them in the face of a howling blizzard and freeze any who managed to get close, while the mage swiftly teleports away to land a devastating burst combo. Now, you will see probably a lot of frost mages in PvE and PvP because they have a tool for every situation viability in all aspects of those two. The specs excels at two target cleave and it has a smoother damage profile than either arcane or fire. They also have excellent burst against frozen enemies and several spells allow them to treat targets as frozen to set that up. Now, although Mage Specs has some tools for mob management, Frost is still the one most able to control large numbers of enemies, like using spells like Blizzard, Cone of Cold, and Frozen Orb, make slowing large numbers a simple task, with more crowd control available in Frost Nova and Freeze. However, they do lack any hard control like stuns or disorients. Now, Mages are also one of the most defensive spellcasting classes in the game. So, if outranging the enemy with Blink and Frost Nova isn't enough, try absorbing or negating the damage with any one of the variety of tools like Ice Block, available twice with Cold Snap, by the way, Ice Barrier, or Mirror Image, or even ignoring entirely by resetting the flow of time with Alter Time. Sight the Fire Mage. Alright, now, Shadow Priest. Now, they draw their power from the Void and deal damage through the use of damage over time effects, or dots such as Shadow Word Pain, Vampiric Touch, and Devouring Plague. Now, Shadow uses a resource system called Insanity and is gained by casting the majority of Shadow spells such as Mind Blast and Mind Flay. Now, Insanity can be spent by casting Devouring Plague or Searing Nightmare while channeling Mind Seer. Shadow Priests mainly deal their damage at range and excel in multi-DOT or dot sit situations on spread or stacked AoE. Now, Shadow does struggle with mobility, but this can be circumvented by using your instant cast spells while moving and pre-placing yourself in an optimal position if you know you're going to need to move ahead of time. Now, Shadow Priests have access to a unique spell called Mind Control. While it's mostly useless in PvE outside of niche scenarios, it has quite a few uses in PvP situations. Priests also have the capability to pull a friendly target to your location through Leap of Faith, commonly referred to as Life Grip. It also has Mass Dispel, which is a hefty mana cost but brings good utility to your group as it works on both friendly and enemy units simultaneously. So thematically, Shadow Priests also have access to Shadow Form and Void Form. Shadow Form buffs all spell damage you deal as well as adding a dark purple aura around your character. This effect also extends to mounts and looks particularly cool on Celestial mounts. Now Void Form keeps the aesthetics of Shadow Form but making it slightly more black. Additionally, Void Form causes your character to float. Taking damage will not remove this levitation unlike with Levitate. Uh, void Form also spawns Void Tendrils on your body which look like tentacles. Animal Shamans. Now, uh, the way how to play an elemental hasn't changed much uh, in the Shadowlands pre-patch. Now, their resource is also the Maelstrom. For seeing on target, they build up uh, 
lightning bolt, lava burst, and a talus elemental blast and ice fury if taken to spend it on Earthshock. For AoE, they build up they build up the Maelstrom via chain lightning to spend it on Earthquake for single target. Their talents are mostly designed around either directly amplifying the loop or adding more buttons to the loop. The only change we could approach doing this comes from the return of Spirit Walker's Grace, which allows them to mitigate periods of movement that might have frustrated them in the past. We'll also be learning a new combo or two that comes from the synergies between the new talent Echoing Shock and other existing talents such as Stormkeeper. Affliction Warlocks. It is the premier drain damage spec in WoW, and it doesn't change in Shadowlands. Now, the Affliction playstyle is pretty straightforward. Apply various damage over time abilities to your enemies like Agony, Corruption, and Unstable Affliction are the baselines ones with extra talent options available as well. Also, drain the life out of your opponents with your nukes. Malefic Rapture, Rapture does scaling damage based on the number of effects on your targets, whereas Drain Soul is a constant damage option when you have nothing else to hit. Now, Affliction is one of the most consistent damage classes in the game. When it's strong on single target, it excels in multi-target. On top of the consistent overall damage, it excels at execute when talented into Drain Soul, which is a must-take talent at all times. And now Demonology Warlocks. And for once, Demonology actually did not go through any major changes. So if you play Demonology at all through BFA, you'll know exactly what you're doing. So to play, keep Call Dreadstalkers on cooldown. Cast Hand of Gul'dan with three Soul Shards and depending on talents, you'll be able, or you'll be looking to keep as many demons out as you can. Shadow Bolt and Demon Bolt are your baseline. Shell Shards builders with Demon Bolt have a heavy casting time that is reduced to instant with Demonic Core. Now their damage profile is pretty narrow when compared to other Warlock specs, but you can expect consistent single target damage and somewhat not consistent AOE damage. And last but not least, Destruction Warlock, how they play. Destruction has always been known as a spec that excels at dealing large hits through Chaos Bolt and very strong cleave damage due to Havoc. In Shadowlands, Destruction is receiving multiple changes both to their current spells, their talents, and much more. Their primary resource is Soul Charge, which they both generate and spend with a number of abilities and their kit. We they can choose to either spend them on Chaos Bolt, which is a single target ability, or Rain of Fire, which is an AOE ability that deals damage over time. They are very cooldown oriented spec, which means a large portion of the damage is dealt during their Summon Infernal cooldown. Alright, well that's it for this week. Have fun playing WoW! This show is brought to you by Heartland Production Entertainment. If you'd like to help to make the show better, go to patreon.com slash heartlandpae. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.